Are in back, they can hear you. Let's hear it. Let's clap it up for those people. <laughs> oh, and I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. <laughs> you guys, what a treat I am for you. What a treat I am for you. God, can you get like, can you believe it? Your night is, I will be honest about two things. I am, I just, I, whoops, whoopsie daisy, I had too much caffeine. I just realized backstage. <laughs> so I'm trying to talk slowly and it's, I think it's too slow, but the other speed is sweat through all my clothes. Actually, I'm right at that. I had a double espresso, should have been a single. Just realize that, you know, uh, right Right now, in my pants. I realize that in my pants. Um, and I have new boots on. I have new boots on, which, as you know, is very stressful. You guys understand. Because anytime you get new boots, it's like your feet feel like blocks. It's this whole thing. They're not broken in. They look huge, you know, and then you're looking, you know, trying to evaluate that as you're trying to tell jokes and relate to people. So I'm dealing with a lot of shit. Um... You know, it has been a great two years, but tonight, pretty rough. Too much. And what are you drinking? Do you see? Get that out of my fucking face. No, it's cool. Uh, that, what is that? It's just a cherry Coke? Wow, look at your life. I just mean, like, what a cool thing to stroll around with in, like, a clear... Where'd you get that from? From birds? You, you're like, hey, can I get a cherry Coke to go from this restaurant? From this restaurant says bar, they know you. I didn't even know they had to-go cups. Did you bring that? Okay, but what if you had? That'd be cool. You know, one time when I was going to see Terminator Salvation, which is a terrible movie, you remember, awful, I brought my own cup to the movie theater because it was a slurpy 7-Eleven promotional Terminator Salvation Cup. And I said, I will pay for your largest size if you'll just put it in this promotional cup with a small motorcycle for straw. And they refused it. This was at the AMC City North 14 in Chicago, Illinois. Fuck those people. They said it broke health code and they couldn't take the cup I brought with me behind the counter and fill it. That is nonsense. We all know that no movie theater passes health code. Absolutely they don't. Absolutely they don't. I don't understand. I mean, their popcorn is delicious in that 
you shove it in your face. But it's not clean. I don't think their popcorn is... I'm not sure that any popcorn is rated by cleanliness, but definitely movie theater popcorn is not the cleanest. This is some relevant political humor that I'm starting... The show with kind of a daily show, sort of a, you know, like just a send-up of uh, George Bush uh, more than anybody and his popcorn policies, because I am a Democrat. Um, just a relevant George Bush. The first one. This is some relevant George. This is... So... Spent two years of doing this show here, and it's been a big two years on my end. I got engaged. I got a dog. Um, oh, thanks. That's sweet. Those are two things that really changed. Now I feel like I have a house. Uh, I, I, I actually said changed, but I, I didn't fit, so it sounded sound like those are two things that have really chained me uh, to my apartment. And that's true, actually, also. I feel trapped. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, and I feel fine, is what I would say more than anything. Um, no, I'm really happy to uh, be at the place that I am in my life. It's been a huge two years, huge. I had just moved to L.A. when we started this show, and um, I was just trying to figure out if I could become a professional stand-up in Los Angeles, having, done, having made my living that way in Chicago for a while. And the truth is, yeah, I fucking can. I'm killing it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just a huge two years. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of television appearances. Tons of best of honors by magazines. I mean, it's just been like a, you know, a pretty big um, yes and I can do this kind of a thing uh, for me. And I couldn't have done any of this without the co-producers on this show. Ryan McMenamin is up in the booth. this show to UCB when Comedy Bang Bang stopped being in this time slot. Comedy Bang Bang became a television show and they couldn't do their weekly show anymore and I and we came in and we said trust us, we can totally make a great show and we can put it out as a podcast a stand-up podcast. Nobody has done this before but we're pretty sure that this will work and the UCB said we'll try it for like three weeks and two years later it does fucking work so yeah awesome. <laughs> And uh, Rhea Butcher's over there. She is another producer on the show. You'll hear from her later. And Rhea has been instrumental in co-hosting the show, producing it, and she is... This is your year, huh? 2015's your year for, as a stand-up? This is like a bright... Rhea's got a bright... This is her year, you know, yeah. My Back to the Future Part 2 year. Yeah, it's exactly right. Back to the Future is particularly important to Rhea, and uh, 2015 is therefore very important to... The what t what timeline? What would you what's like what's like the insider jargon for what this is called? This would be the uh, timeline A, I believe. Timeline A, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's yeah that that guy says yes, very, and he has a kind of the kind of straggly beard where I trust you, you know, like like it's like yeah, he's seen that movie a bunch. Um, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. I just mean like you know, it's you understand. Uh, you've. You know, okay. Uh, you've lived your you've, you've you've lived your life. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're adorable, by the way. I like your whole look, and keep doing what you're doing. <sighs> so is this an homage? Be honest, a little bit. Fuck yeah. 
That's sweet as shit. There's an adorable woman with a side-swift hairdo, a little vest on and a tie. I feel great about it. (laughs) Has anybody here had a big two years? Something they want to share from the last two years of their life? Big moments? I just want to check in with you guys. You guys are important. You've done this show. Hey, I talked about all these other motherfuckers. What about you? The audience. Haven't you been here? Some of you, yes. Some of you, it's the first time. All, all of it important. Has anybody had a big two years? Nobody has had anything happen. Yeah, what, what happened to you? Uh, we got married and moved here. You got married and moved here. How's it going? This is the, this is the human that you married? Yeah? How's it going? How's it? Yeah, great. How long did you guys get ma- That's sweet. I like that you, you know? Just to, yeah, that's, I like that. Um, What? You, there was a <laughs> what? There was a norovirus outbreak specifically at your wedding, and you guys were like, we're, "We still feel like this union is going places." <laughs> where do you guys know where it's? Do you, do you know who was patient zero? It was a server. What the fuck? A server brought that shit in. I hope you did not tip that person. Took that right back. Uh, how many people got sick? Also, what does that do? Uh, it's like the cruise ship virus. You the cruise ship virus? Did it? Did it? Okay, so did it? Did it come to fruition at the wedding or a couple days, day after? And you guys were out of. T- you were like, "See ya." You guys deal with it. That's kind of beautiful, in a way. Oh, you got it. Well. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like it could be, like, depending on what you're into, kind of a cool honeymoon, right? (laughs) Now? Now you guys aren't into poop play? That's... (laughs) Something you should... I mean, hey, you're going to be married a long time, so you might want to, you know, reevaluate down the line eventually. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, that's that's cool, though. uh, How bad was it? How many days were you sick? Oh, it's 24 hours. Oh, but it was like three days, and then the health department came. And, the <laughs> and then the health department came. <laughs> it was classified It was classified. How many people got sick? Over a hundred people got barfing and shitting virus from your wedding. Did you return the gifts? You should not keep the gifts under that circumstance. You wrote it in your thank you notes. Uh, wow. That's a great... That's a, Hey, you know what? That's awesome. I kind of like that you got it all out of the way at the beginning. You know, like... What else could you have to see him go through? Because I feel like it's like... You know, when you're breaking down those, those barriers are like... You know, when's the first time you're going to see that person vomit? But... But, yeah, yeah, at that point, it's seen it all. That's gorgeous. Would you just put him in a bathtub and then hose him down sporadically? Oh, well, I'm, hey, let's hear it for that couple. I feel like that's a very memorable wedding, though. A lot of weddings, it's like, oh, where were we and who was there? But this way, you know, it's... Those hundred people, at least. And the health department. 
all really remember your wedding. That's a huge thing to happen in the last two years. Who else said that? Yeah, what happened to you? You moved to Chico. Spent two years there, paid it, and then moved down here to be with him. And then you moved down here to be with... Chico is like... North of Sacramento. Na- north of Sacramento. Like how long? How far? Like 90 minutes north of Sacramento. I love you so much because your big thing in, fi- in the last two years is that you moved five hours away and then back. <laughs> like 10 hours away. Oh, 10 hours away. Okay, sorry. No, it's not. Sacramento? That's a 10 hours away. Please! It's about, see... I see why you keep him around. He's not a liar. <laughs> That's very sweet. And you guys are, you're making it happen? How long have you guys been together? Three years in April. Three years in April. Let's hear it for that couple. <laughs> I know a couple that could recommend a great catering service. <laughs> oh, you guys, should we start this show? We will come back. And we will talk about other things that have happened in your life over the last two years, but those are some great ways to start. Uh, this first comic, we've had him on the show before. We love him so much. He's traveling back through. He's uh, in Brooklyn now. We're so happy every time he's in Los Angeles where this show is. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Shane Torres. Guys, give it up for Shane. Hey. Out of round of applause for Cameron. Two years. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I look like the guy who served bad shrimp at that wedding. Uh, uh, you guys can probably tell this by looking at me, but I have been fired a lot in my life. So I'm 31 years old, and I look like a Native American meatloaf impersonator. It's, it's, like, funny, but it's not that funny. Uh, but um, I, I saw a guy quit his job the best way ever once. I was working at a restaurant in uh, Fort Worth, Texas called Good Eats Grill. Uh, so that'll, that'll let you know the clientele that was coming in. And this manager, Pat, and this waiter, Richard, got in a huge argument on the dining room floor, and they were screaming back and forth in front of all the customers until finally the manager, Pat, just goes, All right, Richard, get the fuck out. You're fucking fired. (laughs) And Richard just yelled back without missing a beat, I don't need this goddamn job. I sell Coke. Which is the most amazing way ever to quit your job. Like, like, fuck your reference. I'm in the dope game now, son. (laughs) Richard gonna be all right. Uh, He wasn't. He got shot. Uh, Guys talking a lot about love out here earlier. That's nice. I I have uh, never woken up next to a woman on a holiday. I... uh, Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I did wake up next to one on September 11th. Don't worry, I'm going to make this catch. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. Is I was asleep in bed with my girlfriend, and then uh, my little brother ran in the room, and he kicked open the door, and he just goes, Jesus Christ, Shane, someone just flew a plane into the World Trade Center. And my girlfriend shot up out of bed and said, We don't give a fuck about the new Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> I was like, I love you. I love you so much. I was uh, was in a serious relationship uh, this time uh, a year ago, uh, just before Christmas. uh, 
And uh, I was in the post office with my then-girlfriend, now enemy. And uh, <laughs> we were standing in line. It's a typical scene. Uh, post office holidays. Like eight or nine people in line. Everybody's got multiple packages and nobody's fucking happy. And the line's not moving. And uh, this guy walks in and he sees the line. And I swear to Christ, this is exactly what he did when he saw the line. <laughs> and then this came out of his face. Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> and everybody online was like, Jesus Christ, do you know this fucking guy? Because I do not know this guy. <laughs> and then this. I just need to mail something. <laughs> Is what this guy screamed in a post office. And everybody in line freaked the motherfucker out. They were just like, Jesus Christ, are you an only child? <laughs> You're the most homeschooled kid ever, aren't you? You guys remember your first homeschooled kid? Fuck, they were weird. They're so weird. To me, homeschooled kids always act exactly the way an alien would act if they took over a human's body. Like, they kind of get it, but if you watch them from a distance, you're like, that one's eating cereal with a fork. Fucking homeschooled kid. Got, here's the thing. They're only socialized through weird church groups and shit, so they don't know that everything that happens in their house doesn't happen in everybody else's house. You know, so they just wander out of a home in your neighborhood one day you thought no children lived in, and they always smell like laundry that wasn't dried properly. And come up to you and your friends and say some weird shit like, my name's Baxter, and my dad puts honey in my milk. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> Like, like, why would you homeschool your kid? It's like giving them state-sponsored Asperger's or something. It's fucking crazy. Like, what do you think they're like now? Like a grown-up homie? What do you think they're like, just like, ugh. Like, a, hey, Baxter, good to see you, man. How you been? It's like, like, holds onto your hand just a little too long when he shakes it. And he's like, good, good. Well, what have you been up to? I, uh, I fix VCRs, and uh, also I fuck weird. It's just like, what? <laughs> I just move my shoulders when I do it. It's really strange. Um, we're very strange people. I, uh, I thought uh, that, that woman uh, from the prior joke and I had a good relationship, but it turns out that we just did not have a bad one. Do you understand the distinction of that? Like, the absence of bad is not the presence of good in a relationship. You can't be like, I never cheated on you. Where are you going? That's not good enough. <laughs> like, I get we all make sacrifices and stuff, but you can't, if you like, find yourself saying the phrase, like, well, they've got a job. Well, they fucking should. It's not that, like, that's not, I have a job. Look at me. Jesus. Uh, um... Is, uh, I thought, you know, we, we were pretty good, but we had our problems, you know? Like, uh, uh, one morning, I, uh, I thought she would overreact to stuff a little bit. Like, one morning, I cracked her toilet seat. And... <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I was coming in hot. And... <laughs> it, it was like flying into Denver. It was turbulent. And uh, here's the thing. It was, uh, it was my morning one. Uh... <laughs> So I hadn't even done anything to pollute my body yet for the day, but like I'd slept in my jeans the night before because I was like, Matthew McConaughey probably does this. And 
You understand, I give him the jot, and you understand, wheels are down. We are about to land. And the thing is, my McConaughey's, they have a button fly, and I couldn't get them undone, and I'm freaking the fuck out. And I couldn't get it undone. And the whole time, my brain was like this terrible stewardess. It's like, it's time for you to take your seat, sir. It's like, I'm trying. I don't want this to happen either, god damn it. And I couldn't get it undone, and I just, ha! And rip them open like the world's shittiest superhero. No pun intended. Uh, and we land, and I'm like, nice one, goose. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, passengers deboard, and flight crew cleans up the cabin, and we're taxiing on the runway for a little bit. That means I was tweeting. Uh, like, just went for a great run. Like, you know, they don't know, you know? Like, I earned this shower or whatever. I, uh, and then just as I'm about to get off the pot, I uh, adjusted a little bit. Just kind of turned like a little step ball change. And, and as soon as I did, I just heard... And I had never cracked a toilet seat in my life before this moment. But immediately my brain was just like, well, this has been coming for a little while now. Way to go, Shane. You're too fat to shit normally. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I went to a wedding with her once. It was fine. There was shrimp. And, uh, and I got to think about how it's sad that a lot of people don't wait for their wedding night anymore, you know, to have coitus. Uh, yeah, words are fun. Uh, and it's not because... Uh, like what you guys are thinking, okay? It's, uh, it's because it's a sin. Uh, <laughs> no, it's really because uh, your wedding night is supposed to be this amazing special night of sex, and I don't know how amazing special sex can be if you've already had it like 10,000 times with that person, and it's not the night to bring new stuff to the table. <laughs> You can't bust out weird shit. You can't just be like, hold this picture of my father and choke me. <laughs> Who said it? The bride or the groom? You don't know. Uh, I'll finish with this. I, uh, thank you. You guys ever uh, buy a bottle of your ex-girlfriend's shampoo? Wash your hair with it? And then sit around and smell yourself? Me neither. Uh, that'd be weird if one of you did that. <laughs> I, um, I'll finish this up. My dad is dead. Uh, I'm not great with transitions. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get reminded of people in subtle ways after they're gone. Like, you see a picture, you hear a Linda Ronstadt song, you drive by a little league field they said they would be at. <laughs> But the way my father has chosen to haunt me is to have all of his debt collectors call me. <laughs> and there's a fucking grip of them because I was at the food court at the mall the other day and I was sitting there enjoying myself. And uh, by the way, the phrase enjoying myself, <laughs> kind of gross sound. It sounds like I was like regally masturbating or something. I wasn't though. I was having a Cinnabon. Uh, <laughs> which is a lot like masturbating because you hate yourself at the end of either. And the cleanup's the same. Uh, 
Because you know sometimes when you have a Cinnabon, you're like, it's everywhere! <laughs> now I have to do laundry. <laughs> you sleep in it. Uh, guys, I ran out of time. Thank you very, very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Have a wonderful year. Now, Shane is going to be a big star, but this next comic, we're so happy that she could be here because she already is a big star. Uh, in the midst of prepping her new Comedy Central show, Another Period, she's stopping in to do a set tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Natasha Leggero. Give it up for Natasha. <laughs> She's killing me backstage. Oh, that pussy shrimp comparison. I'll be thinking about that for a while. Tasha's in the middle of making a television show right now. That's true. She was editing earlier tonight, and then she came over here and talked to you people out of her mouth, trying to tell jokes. I'm proud of her for getting the fuck over here. That's a lot of work. I haven't done that yet. I haven't made television show yet, but I can't wait to see hers. Let's hear it one more time for Natasha, guys. I was watching the Golden Globes, uh, and I got... To, yeah? Woo? Yeah, people were watching the Golden... And of course you were. You, this is, you live here. I, I, it's a work requirement. I assumed that wasn't like a, who was watching... The, I'm like, I, as we were all watching the Golden Globes... Uh, and look, it's like when you go to a movie here and at the end everybody claps and when you first move here you're like why is everybody clapping and then you realize like ev in, when everybody's like who, who in the audience tonight uh, made this? <laughs> Certainly at least the boom guy is here. Best boy? <laughs> Another best boy in the house? A grip? <laughs> I, I have a friend who wrote the movie Godzilla and I got to see that movie uh, while sitting in front of his parents because uh, his parents came to see that him present that movie at the Arclight, which is a movie theater here, and then uh, Rhea and I were sitting in front of him, his parents, and I just kept, I was, I was about to cry just knowing that his parents were behind, I just kept, I want, I almost was like spoiling the movie for them, just turn around like, that's your son! <laughs> Do you see that name up there? You made that! You know, I just couldn't, it's exciting. I was watching the Golden Globes and I got so excited by all the... I got so excited about how inclusive it was that I bit through my tongue. I don't... I, that, I, this is a true thing. I, I bit the end of my tongue off screaming when Jeffrey Tambor won for Transparent because I just... Like, there, there was a... And I, I, I almost tweeted this, but I, then I just realized, like, I don't actually know how this would be received on the other end of the internet. But all I wanted to yell was like, "Everybody's gay and trans and black!" <laughs> like that's, <laughs> like, God damn it! You know, the beginning of the show, especially because it kind of tapered off there, and then we had to like fucking hear from Billy Bob Thornton or whatever to like get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> Yeah, I know you wore your own blood in an amulet around your neck. We all know that, but bring on the real shit. 
I want a speech where somebody's talking about the whole struggle of their community or thanking the community that allowed them to portray them in a very honest way. I couldn't deal with how truthful it was. See, even right now. About to pop this vest off. About to pop some buttons in my vest. I was screaming. I bit the end of my tongue off and then I was bleeding, but I couldn't stop screaming. Put ice on it. I was still like, this is a great moment for honesty and visibility. Like, I can't. I just couldn't believe it because Selma won the song. I don't know if you guys have seen Selma yet, but that is a great movie. That is a movie that we should all. Hey, uh, Martin Luther King Day is coming up this Monday. That's what you should do on Martin Luther King Day. If you're wondering if you should celebrate it at all, that you should go see that movie because it's awesome. It's directed by a woman. Fuck yeah. We need more female directors. And it's also a very good movie. And uh, if you want to see a British dude sound exactly like Martin Luther King, that's another great reason to see it. <laughs> Let's say you're not into the struggle, but you just want to know, like, how decent a Martin Luther King impression can a British dude do? Nailed it. You should go see it. For that reason. He even got the moustache. I don't know. They didn't credit the must, the specifically, you know, the Mr. Oyelowo's mustache uh, supervisor. Usually it should say something like that, but it didn't. So I'm going to still look up and find out who did that. That person does my facial hair someday. I just have the one and I got to tweeze it. Um, So that was great. Selma's very good in. What else one that I was screaming about? Oh, Jeffrey, that I was screaming about that, and Transparent when you guys were screaming about that. It's just a good time, guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a pretty hopeful time. You guys feel good about that? Even Maggie Gyllenhaal, little buddy. <laughs> little buddy Maggie, and if you've seen Secretary, you know that's an inappropriate thing to call her. She ain't nobody's little buddy. <laughs> oh, you gotta take a ruler to that ass. It's a very sensual movie. It's one of my favorites. It really awakened some things in me. It's like one of the first times I ever looked at a dude and a chick together. I was like, oh, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing on that? That was a small titter. But the amount of, like, that joke was, when you think about that joke later, it's so interesting. You know what I mean? What I did there? Like, it's because I took, like, oh, wait a minute. Is she? Wait, is there anybody that's like, wait a minute, is she? (laughs) one person who's like, wait, what did she just, wait, what's she, uh, oh my god, oh, the hair, I get it, like, if there's one person, it's like, there wasn't a terrible accident, it's on purpose to indicate her homosexuality, correct, yeah, no, this is on purpose, there was not an accident, <laughs> yeah, so that, I, I saw the movie, I was like, oh, that's, no, it can be hot, dude and a chick together, power struggle, I get it liked it um okay should we should we i mean how much more do you guys want me to talk about the golden globes <laughs> surround of applause for okay we can keep we can keep going does it now did anybody was anybody there did anybody go to the globes anybody gold it up yeah why would you be here i get it good point um <laughs> you wouldn't be here you'd be in your mansion um <laughs> But it is nice to see you guys. And this next comic is uh, one of my favorites. He's amazing, and I'm so glad he's here at the show tonight. Let's hear it right now. Can we start? Maybe just a just a low clap now to sort of prep the waters. Okay, that's that's so polite. That's great. Okay, uh, let's hear it up for Moshe Kasher, guys. Give it up for Moshe. 
was so funny. Oh, thanks. I, I haven't heard any of that stuff. Is that new stuff? New stuff, stuff, stuff I'm working on. You know, I said, just so your listeners know, I said, um, do we do, after my set, because I'm hungry right now, I turned to you and I said, do we do the uh, talkie-talkie? Yeah. That's what I said. Right. Like a little baby boy. <laughs> Sweet. Like a child boy. I thought that was actually oh, very professional. Based on our intimacy. Like I oh, of, yeah, I yeah, exactly. I thought we were just like pals that like that. do that kind of shit. Right. And yeah. so I didn't. I felt great I'm about it. I'm gonna reinterpret it. Yeah, no, a I, I, I felt I felt uh, kind of sweet on you yeah, in that okay, moment. Great. I'm really glad to hear it. So well, actually, because I'm sure you do feel sweet on me because you, you, uh, me and your girlfriend have been constantly talking about how essentially identical. You got some serious. I mean, it's and it's not just it's not just actually the look. You know, it's also kind of there's like a vibe. The vibe, no, there's a vibratory similarity. Like a, whatever, like the gender spectrum. I do think that there can be right. dude no, chick no, overlap. No. You know, no, like you can have the same. Right. Like I've always looked at David Bowie and felt, and, and this is a huge compliment for myself. But I've always looked at him and been like, that feels more like me than like most women that I look at. And when I look sure. at him, I feel like that. So do you look at her and feel that way? Yeah, I've always, and I always have. Yeah. In the yeah. same way that you yeah. feel related to David yeah. Bowie in that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, always. I think that's really awesome because, well, this is not where I expected this conversation to go, but I think it, what is really interesting about like moving here with Rhea, because mm-hmm. we were pretty early in our relationship when we moved here. So like, I got to see when when people met us, they met us as a couple, even yeah, though we yeah. were like a newer couple, like everybody that we met knew us together. And so I got to see like all these people react to her and it was like all new right. faces that like sure. responded to us together. And it's actually really cool to watch men interact with her because she has like such a traditionally masculine look, yeah, but, but dudes also, love it. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to She's, yeah. she's also hot. She's totally beautiful. Yeah, yeah she I is. Mean, but it's cool to watch like dudes be interested in her. It is cool. Because she's got this whole thing, but it's not. I will say as a dude yeah. that has dated a couple of girls that were more, couple of girls, more yeah. traditionally masculine, it's also kind of cool. There's a weird thing as a like sort of completely hetero, I mean completely, but yeah. hetero cis guy to experience that part of yourself and go like, like have, you know, battle your ignorance and also your excitement about that yeah so anyway to like to be a little bit butched out or outpushed or whatever yeah you yeah and And please don't tell natasha or yourself (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna tell me uh but you guys are touring together a lot right now and i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast but i only bring that up because Rhea and i toured together as well and it's like the best thing in the world the greatest thing ever the one the one demon of the road is gone is loneliness and and that's and you don't like, just have a person; you have your person. I know. It's the best. And do you guys ever? Is it? Does it ever go like badly for one of you, well for the other one, or is it at the point right now where like you guys are both doing well all the time? I mean, because you're both so, so skilled. You've been no, doing it for so long. And pr- the same with you guys. But uh, yeah, certainly, there have been nights where either of us have felt like unsatisfied or satisfied, and yeah. that's also great because then you have not only do you have a person who knows the comedic thing, yeah. And also, as your lo- lover, lover, I'm actually going to kill myself <laughs> after we're done. After we're done here, I kill no, myself. No, no, please but, don't. And then, okay, I won't. But then, so it's like you get both things out of that, you know? The it support is of a fun to compete. 
Yeah, There's yeah, like yeah. a fun that's thing about hating that they did better than you. Like, that, like oh, I, I, I really, like that. I, actually, I hate that. that really? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I hate that. You feeling. can't do it at all. N- no, yo, I can do it. Like when I know I have the best set of the night. Yeah. We used to do this in San Francisco, by the way. We would say, oh. I'm sure you did in Chicago too. Oh, set of the night. Oh no, no, of it's just the most obnoxious. It's thing. the worst, yeah. right? Nobody. I also thought like nobody does that with musicians either. Like, well, and also like on a long enough. I think the the longer you do it, you just realize like on a long enough timeline, uh, like set of the night doesn't really. Right. It's, it right, is like right, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, it's more like set of the career. Yeah, exactly. Or like, career like, please, of the night. hopefully, or, you're just doing or generally cool. okay and yeah. like a <laughs> yeah, moderately yeah. upward slash across, you know, just, just straight across set trajectory. Set of good. Yeah, set of exactly. The good. Although I did recently bomb. Like, I saw your tweet. I haven't bombed in like hardcore bomb. You mean? Yeah, like like because uh, you've had life. disappointing sets. Sure, of course, and that's like, not. And you, you and I both know the disappointing set is not, not a bomb. Right. Yeah. This is the gut shot. Like I should. I bombed. Get out of the I business. I bombed. Right. I bombed. All right. That's, and it I was on the same show as Rhea, and Rhea had like the sweet spot. And then this is not. And she killed. She rushed. She went up after Arsenio Hall. Oh yeah. Who had yeah. done like twenty five minutes. She got up, she crushed. And then I went up like four comics later. I had to just leave. Before you and after you do. That's uh, this is where comics start equivocating. You know? No, I, I think No, you bumped. It was a, it was your, a, it was your... a check drop set. Nah. But you it doesn't matter. Actually, like I ate I ate all the shit. Me and Chelsea Peretti. Shit. Me and Chelsea Peretti have this this thing that I think she came up with it, but it's like when someone starts using coded words, yeah. or they go, I don't know, are they like stiff here? Or, no. And then you go, we get it, you bombed. Yeah, no, like, I, is that I would never, We get it, you bombed. I would never say. I just was like, oh my god. Oh, it's. Okay. I actually said it into the microphone because I just you, you I said, couldn't. Oh my god. I just said <laughs> like, is the last because we were going over and my buddy. Erin uh, Foley it was her show, and she was like, "You can't go over." So just so you know, you can't. Like, you'll fuck me. Right. So I was like, I just said to the audience, like, just so you guys know, I, I have, to, I have leave. to leave on what on that. Here's the thing: you never win because when you're new and people don't know who you are, yeah. they go, "That person is a stinky." Really? <laughs> and when you are. Uh, known a little oh. bit, then and people see you bomb. They go, "Oh, I guess that person stink is oh, not a good comedian." After all, it, they never go like, "Yeah, she's just having an off night." I always think about the comics though too. Like, I mean, oh, you yeah. know, we all know oh, what's right. happening, but like, God, there's nothing then. Like a friend, especially because there's nothing you can say. You just right. have to be like. And also, it is true that the comedian should be the person that you want to be there because they actually get it because right. they've done it and will do it again. Oh, it's so and shameful. Yet, and yet, nothing. Uh, we had to just like go. We literally had to leave and go get cookies. Oh like, yeah! Like it was like that kind of thing. We we're like, I couldn't stay in the room. I too immediately leave and go some, get cookies. Some dark and fucked up. Yeah, let's hear it. When I was single and promiscuous, uh, and those two things went together the whole time. If there was a Venn diagram of single, that's not what it is. Circle. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> when I would bomb. I would get like desperate, like on the drive home. Oh shit! Hang on, fuck! Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. so sorry. Am I, am I? Yeah, you are. Motion capture guys, get out one more time for Mosha. He is very good at jokes. Oh, you know, he was talking about being catcalled, and an amazing thing happened to me this week. I was walking past a, I don't know who are, what are they? Uh, do you have a second for the this? What is that person called? Canvasser. Thank you. I was walking past a canvasser uh, who said, who said, 
Am I about to pass out because you took my breath away? Do you have a minute to end sex slavery? I swear to fucking God. I didn't actually, I was so, like sometimes, sometimes when you're hit in the face with a board like that, uh, you can't respond. I wish to God that I'd said, uh, yes, I have 10 seconds to end sex slavery and then just punched him in the face <laughs> and ended the slavery. He was, uh, what a, did they not train? Cause then I, I waited for, I was like, and then I waited to see what he would do if a dude walked by. He did not say like, I see your balls in them khakis. Do you have a second? <laughs> that guy needs better training. It's been a great show so far. We got more show. Can you believe it? Like if we ended right now, you wouldn't. You would. You would say to yourselves, "Well, that's the best show I've ever seen." But unbelievably, there's more. Can you believe it? <laughs> I knew you couldn't. Okay, uh, this next fella, we're so happy when he stops by. He asked for a little spot on tonight's show. I was like, uh, of course, yes, of course, uh, because his his most recent, well, I think it's his most recent, but his his recent book uh, is one of the best short stories, short story collections. <laughs> I have read in a while, so let's hear it right now for Mr. B.J. Novak, you guys. Let's hear it for B.J. There he is! <laughs> yes, guys, B.J. Novak! Oh, here's what's great about this show. Sometimes I do chats with people um, during the show to then put into the podcast. So, oh, I wish I hadn't stopped recording that. So uh, I was talking to Moshe backstage and there's going to be a part of the podcast where I go, oh, fuck, and then there's a gap. And then, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> BJ Novak, right? <laughs> oh, and Moshe and I had just gotten into some serious shit. Like, some stuff. We were just, like, getting into this, you know, we were just really digging through. Because uh, he's a, what a cool, you know, like, emotionally aware dude. So I was pretty vibed out on chatting with him. Um, it's about puss and stuff. Uh, we were... <laughs> it's cool. Uh, hey, you know who I'm going to welcome to the stage? Rhea Butcher. I'm going to welcome Rhea Butcher to the stage. <laughs> Hello. I didn't even know if you were going to be back there, but you were... Hello! Hi. So great to see you guys. Rhea is... Wow, is she... You're doing great, huh? Yeah, I'm doing a... Having a good day? Having a great day. We are co-producers on the show. We are also... Co-lesbians. Co-lesbians of the show. <laughs> uh, we're also fiancés. We're fiancés of each other. We yes. are... And I'm the fiancé of her, and she's the fiancé of me. And you fiance. for that. You don't have to feel... Weird about that. But I only say... I always say that when we perform together, because then sure. we're going to, like, talk about our personal lives, and it's just weird if we don't acknowledge it, because then we're going to talk about, like, how we hang out together and live yeah. together and, like, have a dog together. And I just feel like that's a weird portrayal of comics. If you don't <laughs> know that we're engaged, and you're just like, oh, all comics just, like, share, uh, like, they, what, like sandwiches and dogs? Like, all comics are... They live in one house? Uh, no, we, we live in one house. Um, 
just the one. Yeah. So far. So far, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And later, it's going to be like a real one and oh, a half they just house. broke up, didn't they? Because that what? should be like, like a real like Tim Burton and Helena oh, yeah, Bonham they Carter. Because they lived in separate houses with like a tunnel. Oh, they did? I think so. Like a tunnel that was full of like spiraling. Wires. Just, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Somebody walking by like this. Yeah, all the there's, time. you have to get through all the marionettes. It's like super difficult because you have to get through the marionettes. And then at the end, it's just a spinning. It looks like a, but you that, that's actually an open tunnel. Yeah. It's an illusion. You walk through there. Everybody's yeah. heads are big. The bodies are regular size. They put stripy socks yep, on you. Yep, they do. And Give me my lunchbox. Uh huh. It's all stop motion animation. That's why it takes so long to get through the tunnel because you have to. Whoop. So it's tough. Uh, but they, yeah, they, I think they just broke up. But otherwise, too bad. Um, yeah, it is a bummer. It's a huge bummer because uh, of how many. Yeah. Twisty trees, they look right. like together. Yeah, they look like a bunch of. Plus, what's you know, what's Johnny Depp gonna do? Just be in terrible movies. movies? <laughs> Mordecai movie, get out of my Twitter feed. Get I'm out of here! About it. That looks not the gonna stupidest movie in the world. I hope the whole movie is just him going. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. There was a tw- they had a promotional tweet where he and because it's the character that's tweeting that's like being promoted right. on Twitter that is sentient the character. Like it's not the movie and it's not Johnny Depp. It's the character from the movie. And he tagged the actress who plays a character, Olivia Munn. Super like, meta. He, it's, so it's not her character. It's the character talking to the actor. Um, and the picture is a freeze frame from the movie where her head is cropped out and he's grabbing her breast. And he says, I remember this night. Do you, Olivia Munn? Promoted. Promoted by Twitter. This is a professional actor. Her head is cropped out. He is sexually assaulting her. So you ask They're not to, pissed uh... about it, but... <laughs> Just well, maybe he was you just... guys are anti-feminist, and I've said that about you guys backstage the whole time. <laughs> and now look how you proved it. I think he was just trying to stop sex slavery. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Stopping, just do you have a minute for me yeah. to stop sex what? slavery? <laughs> Tune in Tokyo. Um... <laughs> Tune in Tokyo? You like Tune that in Tokyo. From a while ago. All right. Do you not remember what I'm talking about? You no, know, I have no idea. Beep, beep. It doesn't matter. Um... <sighs> we've had we've had this show for two years. Two How's years. Your two years, Ben. Pretty good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, is, did anything? I mean, you got. I feel like you figured out your look. Yeah, it's been just, a nice two years. Just always tuning in that Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> On this look. Yeah, because you do have boobs under there. I. It's unfortunate, but I do. No, it's not unfortunate. They're great. You yeah, got great secret boobs. I um, like to hide them, save them for later. Yeah. <laughs> It's a real password sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Can get in there. Um, or like a, a prize in the cereal box that you know you're going to get. <laughs> I got one! What if, a, what, if a, what if an individual breast was a prize in a cereal box? <laughs> That'd be disgusting. That's an awful idea. <laughs> but what if there was a Cheerio perfectly positioned around yeah, the nipple? That. Does that sway it back to awesome? Yeah. Yes, it does. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, I've never thought that. I've never thought about a boob not part of a body, but that's. Oh. I thought you were gonna say you never thought of a boob with a single Cheerio on it. Cause no, I, I thought sure about it a lot before you came into my life. That was my primary sexual fantasy. 
Just the one Cheerio. Did you watch a lot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I did, yeah. Yeah, I wanted it to be a really huge Cheerio. That you could swim through. Uh-huh. There's a naked woman in there. She's on an ant. Yeah. Lots of milk. I get it. Super Honey, I Shrunk the Kidsy. Two Honey, I Shrunk the Kidsy for you guys. That oatmeal cream pie situation. Yeah. Sorry, is that what just that was that? Is that what that's, that's what called? Yeah. An oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Oh, that's how much porn has ruined porn our lives. Porn has ruined that. God, you can't I, even say ugh. the word. I want to throw up just saying that. <laughs> Not because I don't actually think the action that that's referencing is that disgusting. Because I think that's how babies are made. <laughs> When you leave it in there, well, right? Well, son, your mom and I had a cream pie night. And we made you. I, but I just mean that's how it works, right? I, I think there's less dripping. <laughs> you guys do it. Don't owe at me. We, neither of us have seen semen for ten years. <laughs> uh, Not that I know of. <laughs> I'm always trying to identify it in the wild. But oh, is that semen? No, nope. oh. no, just. No, no, no. A... <laughs> but I have no idea what it looks like anymore. Walking around with a magnifying glass. <laughs> it's just a shoe. <laughs> Damn it! Can't no, it's it gum. Like. It's gum. I remember what it smells like. <laughs> Why are you saying? Oh, these are. <laughs> I mean, I think it's gross. I think it's gross. Yeah, but uh, you guys should be in it. Some of we you, statistically, out. a lot of you guys also create this. So, Claim. like, are you okay with yourselves that you are owing your own? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing about men being so grossed out by the thought of gay male sexuality. Right. Is that they're like, God damn it, what if something had a penis? You have a penis. <laughs> You also have a butthole. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, do you have a butthole? <laughs> I just imagine guys you that are... guys, do you know what you're wiping? I, never... I imagine guys that are terrified of that in their own minds just going like... Ah, 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 <laughs> running away from, running from, around, away from their own butthole. I know, it's too much. Take it away! <laughs> she better suck my dick, which is a disgusting so gross! <laughs> But so much easier than eating pussy. I know, yes. Yeah, but so gross. Guys, one of them is an innie. Like, definitely easier. <laughs> Why is that? Where am I losing you guys? Here? I don't know. I think we lost them at Honey, I Shrunk the Kids back there. <laughs> no, it's super easier to... Like, because... <laughs> I didn't mean to lean that in on that one. You took a knee like it was halftime? <laughs> yeah. Listen, kid, you're going to get out there. <laughs> Third quarter, you can still... Yeah, no, um. I think it's easier for sure. As one of them is just like a... You know. Anyway, it doesn't... Do you guys know what... Do you guys know what vaginas and penises look like? <laughs> uh, I've been thinking lately about how... I don't have penis envy, but I do have Lego envy. Yes. Because when a man and a woman are together, they're 
parts snap into place. Like? Like Lego. And maybe I don't understand heterosexual sex. I don't think you do. Is there not snapping? You think it's like Legos? Is that if it went wrong? (laughs) I just just made it snap. Uh, 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 you know. <laughs> well, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't understand your sexuality. Think you understand my sex? You don't. You watched Blue is the Warmest Color one time, and that movie is not very accurate. I agree. <laughs> so, um, it's been a cool two years. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in uh, 2015? Yep. Okay. Um, I think probably every day leading up to October 21st, 2015, somebody telling me it's the day that Marty McFly traveled to the future. Why is that? Why do you love that movie? Why do I love that movie? Yeah, Back to the Future and the entire Back to the Future series. Mm. Exactly. What that guy said, because it's amazing. Um, No, I think I love that movie. I saw it when I was really young, Mm -hmm. and to be... 100% 100% honest. It was the first time I saw myself reflected back to me on screen because I wanted to be just like Marty McFly. Play the guitar, ride a skateboard, and make out with Jennifer. Exactly what I wanted to do. Boom. I think you nailed it. I, I did nail you it. Right, right in there. Jennifer Parker called me twice. Yeah, That's well, a I mean, I have brown hair. She yeah, got you brown got it. hair, right? You wear vests. She has a vest type thing on. And the other thing is... I'm one. I think, if anything, I'm one to slash several steps more better than her because she's useless. Yeah, in the movie, (laughs) she's useless. She's so useless. They they, knock her out. Yeah, they're saying, "Well, this chick's not going to help us with this problem. (laughs) Dump her on a porch." I guess some laser discs. Very specific. Back to the Future knowledge that that person is so like. "Mm." (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, do you want to ask anybody any questions about their last two years, or do you want to get off stage and continue the show? It's, it's, you can choose your own adventure. Oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> this is um, terrible? I'll just get off stage, I think. Okay, all right, Rhea Butcher, guys. Let's hear from Rhea. Thanks, you, guys. She'll be back later. She's so very funny. And uh, how's your kombucha? Who's drinking that? Yeah, is it working? Do you feel... Yeah, you love it? You, you love it. Yeah, see, at the end there, you're more honest. <laughs> I love it now that I force myself to drink it for a while. Uh, yeah, that's a bitter. There's a, there's a, a spicy thing in there. Vin- vinegar, right. Yeah. Uh-huh, yep. That's right. We got to the bottom of that, right? There's a little vinegary, so it's sour. I was saying, um, who's juicing? Who's juicing to start their 2015? Anyone juicing? No, nobody's juicing yet. You, somebody has already. I'm sure of it. Okay, we'll keep the show. Uh, this is you are all juicing. I believe that's why. I believe the reason you didn't clap is because you're so exhausted uh, from the juicing, and that's why. Because you're, I believe that I know you're juicing. Um, I don't. My, trust me, I know. Guys, would would you like to see more show? Yes. <laughs> comics left and we are so happy that this next gentleman could be here he's in from new york and he has an album out on the same record label that my album is on which is a really awesome 
traditionally music label that's put out some great comedy albums lately, and that is Mr. Hari Kondabolu, guys. Give it up for Hari! Come on! Okay. Hi, 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 how are you? What are you doing in LA? What are you shaping? Um, I did At Midnight Today. You did it today? It's airing in some parts of the country. Like right now? Right now. Awesome. This is around the time where random kids from around the country (laughs) say I look like Ted from How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) That's weird. That's that's the thing that people say. They they say I look like Ted Mosby. They'll also say I look like, it looks like uh, Fred Armisen and Aziz had a kid. And they'll make that joke. Those are the jokes, yeah. Those are the jokes. I'm glad you know your jokes. I will retweet those jokes and then people start deleting them yeah. and then it gets funny to me. Uh, so that's those are the things that happen uh, but it's fun. Do you ever watch yourself? If, uh, you're, if you're around Yeah, yeah I, I would. I do. Do you think I you'll do. watch yourself tonight? I think so. It's a fun show to be on. That is a fun show. And I, feel, I felt like my hair looked good. I didn't honestly the second time I didn't because I didn't like how my hair looked and I didn't want to see it. You didn't want to see your yeah, hair? I didn't want, I didn't like the idea that that's how people are going to see me. Oh, is that, that guy with the hair that's clearly trying. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Right. You, I mean, I've never thought you've no. tried yet. No. I, but both, you're, <laughs> I'm you're known for your hair, too. Yeah, I'm not the only one. Like, you people are like, oh, your yeah. hair is wonderful. Like, you right. get that, right? But, I mean, I am trying. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because this is not an accident. Do you want to edit this out? Do you want people to no, know this? No, I mean, I, I feel happy about it. I, 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 I cultivated a look. I mean, I, I feel like I try a little bit. I mean, it curls nicely. I mean, I'm proud of it. But I feel like there's some effort. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you I'm, part it. So I, there's there, that is, there is that. And that's yeah, deliberate. So it's, you know, definitely couldn't have been. No. Yeah, that's not just because you like. No, yeah, they're natural that. curls, which I only realized when I grew my hair up. Because I didn't grow my hair up for years. I always had a part oh. and I look, I look like my father. Yeah, but oh, now I'm like, now yeah. Now you're relaxed. Yeah. Cool hip. Yeah, but it's weird because I look really, like, relaxed and hip, and I'm on stage, and I get all angry and screaming, and it's very, that cognitive dissonance confuses people. Do you find that? Yeah, I, th- oh, I think in I general, feel like, like, I feel like. Okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I guess I feel like yeah. it's, like, liberal. Right. Kind of. Then I feel like it makes sense, like a more buttoned up. Yeah, but it's also folks who, like, will, like, like, I've never smoked weed. And people like give me weed after shows, and I'm like, I can't do anything with this. No, okay. So it's like I think there's also the assumption that I'm like a different kind of dude, and I'm like. No. Hoodie. Yeah, I, you gotta, like, you gotta wear a jacket. You gotta you gotta class it up a little. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm wearing the wardrobe for another part I'm not actually playing, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of comics wear this wardrobe. This I feel is like it was work. issued, right? It was a, this when you when you yeah. enter UCB or any of the that. alternate venues mm-hmm. that we play, you get a plaid shirt, you get a, a hoodie, and uh, you can choose cords or not. I've chosen not to, and that's my right. So you talked a lot tonight about and this is I mean yeah I would say now here's the thing of course we're not without doing any amount of pigeonholing yes of course you know that you talk about race a lot I do you talked about race tonight I use the term white demon race you talked about white demons yeah Uh, does anybody ever come up to you after shows and want to debate anything you talk about because I know that like on Twitter you must get some sort of of because because you have a specific thing that you're doing and and I'll say this I mean I'm obviously have a specific thing that I'm doing yes and so sometimes people come up to me after and want to talk about things oh god or like kind of process what I've talked about so does that happen to you which is harder because on Twitter I just don't I don't like reply even when someone says something nice I don't I rarely reply sure yeah exactly so 
the there's a way about Facebook, right is definitely Facebook comments I rarely reply unless I'm really annoyed by something or I just say please like don't disrespect the other people on this thread or something uh, but like in person yeah I got somebody coming up to me and it was a um, older white lady this was in Burlington Vermont she was probably in her 60s or 70s and she said that she had adopted several kids from India and you know she she asked me something weird like you know I, I always say some I make some joke to my kids and like is that okay and I'm like what? and I'm like uh I think you should ask your kids that. I can't. I can't tell you what. So you're is a the, gatekeeper now. Between her and her kids, <laughs> it was surreal. Uh, I'm like, it was the most like I. And then she understood. You're right. Keep going for Hari. One more time for Hari, guys. Hey, we are gonna keep the show right on rolling. Uh, hilarious comment coming up next. We love her on the show. And guys, how are you feeling? Are you good? Yes. Hilarious comic coming up. We love her on the show. Please, a round of applause for Miss Eliza Skinner. Guys, give it up for Eliza. <laughs> Eliza Skinner, one more time for Eliza. Oh, dudes. I know, it's pee time. I totally get it. This is a longer than usual. Put your hands together because we have the double slot because, which is another, I can't, I, you know what I mean. Um, that's another uh, term for having two female hosts. Am I right? Is that, that's so funny. <laughs> Admit it to yourselves. <laughs> that's, no, not all, no, that's so funny. And if that's, if you're, you're like, oh, that's off-putting. Stop talking about slots. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously, go fuck yourself because the number of jokes that I like, just, just like, I mean, just the, just the number of this alone, just the number of, and then I have to follow a dude using a mic as a penis and then put that on my mouth. Please, oh, you can't hear one slot. Come on. I just feel like. I need to get a lot more comfortable talking about. I don't want to, and it's not to sexualize myself, but I think we gotta get a lot more comfortable talking about women's bodies. Cause like a lot of dudes come up here just throwing a dick around. You know what I mean? I don't mean their dick. I mean the word dick. That would be a weird stand up set. Um, <laughs> a lot of dudes up here throwing a dick. I don't know if they're attached. I can't remember. <laughs> you can toss them. But I feel like it's totally great to reclaim that, reclaiming it. And, Yelling about it. Okay, guys, this next comic. We're, we're ready, right? We're ready to... All of these segues have been brilliant. <laughs> and I don't mean the jokes I'm telling. I mean every. Per, I mean all of these segues. And I've been, for the people listening to the podcast, I'm surrounded by segues. Uh... <laughs> but the show's been great, too. And this next comic is... Oh, man, uh, do I love him. And usually he does music on the show, so he's uh, talking words out of his face in a non-musical way, and I can't wait to see that. Mr. Zach Sherwin, guys. Give it up for Zach. Actually, uh, what Cameron said, notwithstanding, uh, I would like to open up with a song about my dick, you guys. Um, So... Just kidding. Uh, one more time, round of applause for Cameron Esposito, your wonderful host. 
I really just made you do that because I wanted a platform to tell you that tonight I thought of the nickname Cameron Vest Pizzito. Do you guys think that's good? She wears a vest a lot. I was pretty proud of it. I was so proud of it that I expected her to bring it up in my introduction. Like, you guys, during the show, this guy came up to me and told me that I should call myself Cameron Vest Pizzito. He's here now to do a whole comedy set for you if you like that shit. <laughs> but uh, it's just such an honor and such an exciting thing for comedians when we think up another comedian's next album title. So uh, it's just really an exciting energy. Uh, I did a show in Iowa City a few weeks ago, and when we landed, the woman who'd been sitting next to me on the plane, about the same age as me, turns to me and she says, excuse me, are you here for an interview? And I was like, not unless this is it. Uh, and I said, I'm here to do a comedy show. Are you here for an interview? And she said, yeah, I, I'm uh, interviewing for a job in ophthalmology. I'm, I'm a resident, and I'm, uh, I'm here for a job. And then she pauses, and then she says, I ask because you look like an ophthalmologist. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. And I feel like most people aren't lucky enough to know whether or not they look like an ophthalmologist, but I am one of the fortunate ones. I look like an ophthalmologist so much that an act actual ophthalmologist worries that I'm job competition, you guys. And I tried to think about it. I was like, why did she roll the dice? Odds are I'm not an ophthalmologist, but why was she brave enough to try it out? So the obvious answer, right, is that I have glasses, might be what you're thinking. But that means you haven't thought it through enough, because ophthalmologists give people glasses, but they don't necessarily wear glasses themselves, right? Like, by the same logic, just because somebody is having a heart attack doesn't mean that they're a cardiologist, you know? Like, <laughs> ophthalmologists have access to great eye care, so it, it can't be the glasses thing. I did this, I was talking through this, and then at this exact point in my set, at a show recently, a woman yells out, maybe she was hitting on you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> with that classic pickup line. <laughs> Are you an ophthalmologist? Because I want you to put me in your contacts. Does that work for you guys? Like to prescribe them and also get the digits? Pretty proud of that. So then I gave it some more thought and I decided that it's as simple as this. I think there's just certain subsets of people who give off an ophthalmological vibe. And one of those subsets of people is Jews, you guys. <laughs> Jewish-looking Jews. I grew up in Springfield, Missouri, in the Ozark Mountains, which is the buckle of the Bible Belt. And, uh, oh yeah, let's talk later. I have a short time. Uh, um, there aren't a ton of Jews in Springfield, right? Yeah. <laughs> These guys. <laughs> you guys want to go on tour? <laughs> You had fucking Iowa City, all the big markets. Uh, so there's not a lot of Jews in Springfield. And uh, as a result, people aren't used to telling us apart. And they think we all look alike. And I know this because growing up, I would get told that I looked like Jerry Seinfeld and Kramer in exactly equal 50-50 proportions, you guys. I don't think anyone was trying to be bigoted or malicious. I just don't think they had logged their 10,000 hours of Jew distinguishing. <laughs> and I had this driven home for me. I actually live really close to the UCB, and I was walking around this neighborhood to my car, and I passed a man who really did strikingly resemble me uh, and Jerry Seinfeld and Michael Richards. And uh, 
we both sort of shared this wonderful moment where we looked at each other and we're both like, wow, it was a little bit like looking into a mirror and we kind of nodded in mutual acknowledgement, like I imagine drivers of Mini Coopers must do when they see each other <laughs> cruising around town. It was sort of like a game recognized game moment. And uh, we kind of had that. And the guy was pushing a stroller with a little girl in it, maybe two years old. And he and I acknowledge each other. And then the little girl, with a really confused expression on her face, points at me and goes, Daddy? <laughs> and she didn't have the vocabulary or the comedic timing yet, but if I could have punched up her reaction, I would have had her hold up a finger and go, then who's pushing my stroller? <laughs> and the guy and I sort of both when I'm like, whoa, and he goes, no, sweetie, daddy's right here. And then she looks back at him, and then she looks at me, and she starts taking back and forth. And you know how sometimes when you're in a very important moment, it's too much at the time for you to really be present in it, and it's only afterwards that you kind of get to deconstruct and process what happened. I was able to transcend that. I was fully present and self-aware in that moment when I was watching this little two-year-old girl look back and forth between me and her father, and I realized 100% there with it, that I was watching another human being tell Jews apart for the first time. And what a beautiful thing to get to be part of. I guess based on how much time I was told I have, this set's going to be lots about Judaism. Um, I read an article online not long ago that summarized an academic paper uh, that was entitled A Natural History of Ashkenazi Intelligence. Now, I probably don't need to tell most of you, but Ashkenazi Jews are those of us from Eastern Europe. Uh, and it's spelled A-S-H-K-E, and then N-A-Z-I, which is sort of weird. Uh... No, it spells Nazi. Do I, need to... do I need to do more than spell it out for you guys? Just a coincidence. Anyways, so uh, the paper, the academic paper says, uh, it reports the fact that apparently Ashkenazi Jews like me tend to score a little bit lower than other groups on standardized tests of spatial intelligence. So that means that we're not good at being things like architects or interior designers. Our navigation skills are accordingly a little bit worse. So we're not great at driving taxis or leading each other directly through deserts, that kind of thing. <laughs> But while our spatial intelligence isn't, isn't awesome, it turns out we score a little bit higher than other groups in measures of verbal intelligence. So Ashkenazi Jews are good at uh, being, there's a lot of authors and journalists and public speakers, that kind of thing. Uh, and what the paper says is that the discrepancies, it's actually genetic. It's coded into our DNA for reasons that we don't have time uh, or amusement capacity to go into right now. But... Uh, <laughs> It's embedded within us to be like this. And, and that's such a relief to me to find that fact out. And I'll tell you a story to illustrate why. I have a friend who's a real movie buff. And we were talking about something or other, and he used the term Oscar bait. And we all know that means a movie that's you know engineered to get a whole bunch of Academy Award nominations. And he keeps on talking about whatever he's talking about. But I'm 100% hung up on the fact that Oscar bait sounds like a slang term meaning to jerk off into a trash can, right? <laughs> I don't want to be thinking this. I'm a 34-year-old man. I want to be engaged with my friend, but, I, you know, I'm just thinking about crusty green Muppet fur, and I'm, like, trying to stick with it. So the great news is 
that's just built into me. I'm hardwired to be that way. And it's such a relief to know that I'm not a sociopath. That's just my genetic heritage. I appreciate you guys laughing at that. Sometimes it doesn't go that well. Uh, I was with two friends once, and one of them was wearing a leopard print belt. And uh, one of them's like, you guys know where this is headed? You're just so excited. (laughs) Podcast listeners, that was a great moment. Okay, so one of them's wearing a leopard print belt. And the other one goes, I love the pattern on your belt. And the woman with the belt goes, I know, it's leopardy. And the other woman was like, this is leopardy. And I was like, this is leopardy. And nothing, nothing from either one of them. So little recognition and validation that I had to store it up and repeat it for comedy audience after comedy audience to get what I need for that. And it's still never enough. But the good news is, you guys, I was born that way. I'm hardwired. So when people don't laugh at word jokes like that, I'm not being annoying. They're anti-Semitic. Thank you guys so much. I'm Zach Sherwin. Zach Sherwin, one more time for Zach. Hey, we are going to close the show out very strong with my co-producer and also co-host on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Rhea Butcher. Give it up for Rhea one more time on the show. One more time for Cameron Esposito, you guys. She's made a really great show. And she's letting little old me headline with all new material. Great reaction. I love it. So when you guys might laugh, you're like, no, we're exhausted. Please don't do that. (laughs) Moshe was talking about catcalling earlier, and it reminded me that I've never catcalled anyone, except recently I accidentally did. (laughs) Because I got a dog, and I had to walk him around. He was once a puppy. And when I was walking him as a puppy, I had to be very encouraging to keep him walking around. So I was walking this puppy, walking him along. I was like, come on, buddy. Looking good, buddy. Oh, buddy. You're doing it, buddy. I love it. I love it, buddy. I love it. And there was a man in front of me. And he turned around and he went. So I got him back, gals. <laughs> One for the team. I got him. Um, I'm not sure if this is a joke yet, but I just want to let you guys know something. In the same day, the very same day, Someone asked me, I was just walking on the street, uh, looking uh, hot and awesome like I always do. And a gentleman said, you got a light? And I said, no, sorry, man. And he went, what? And I was like, I I don't have a light. I'm sorry. He's like, which is the funniest reaction to somebody just honestly saying, I don't have what you're asking me for. I know that my James Dean look is confusing. And that I should just have a match and light it on my shoe for you. But I quit smoking three years ago. Started when I was 12, because I really liked River Phoenix and Stand By Me. But right now, I don't have a light for you, sir. And then later in that same day, a friend of mine, as I was going over to his house, I was going to stop at 7-Eleven, and he was like, hey, can you buy me a lighter? Just happened to be that day. I was like, sure thing. I can buy you a lighter. And I went into 7-Eleven, and I bought a water, and then I grabbed a lighter. And the guy looked at me and went, 
how old are you? And I said, 32? And he went, I don't know about that. And I said, do you want to see my ID for a lighter? And he said, yeah, I think I better should. And I was like, all right. And I gave him my ID and he still was skeptical after I gave him an ID to prove that I am 32 years old. I told this to Cameron when I got home later, we looked, I was like, well, I mean, I guess that's good. He's doing his job. He's like protecting kids or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Trying to keep kids from playing with fire or something. (laughs) Trying to like justify it to myself. And then we, I was like, I'm sure there's like a, but the thing is, I realized like there's a, cause I told my mom, she, my mom works in retail. Uh, she works at Walgreens and she was like, well, I mean, if anybody looks like they're younger than 35, you're supposed to card them. And I was like, for lighters? I don't think if you're like, that person looks 24. I should l- card them for a lighter. And I was like, well, maybe the, maybe it's like 16 or something. They, he thinks I look 16. I look, I am twice that. So then I looked it up. I was like, I just got to get to the bottom of this. So we looked it up online. There's no rule. He just thought I was like eight years old. So screw Botox, just be a lesbian. It will make you look like a child. A child. I mean, one time when I was 25, I was driving and somebody was like, are you old enough to drive? I'm 25 years old. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Um, I also, you guys, if, if you don't know me, I am a vegetarian. I'm a lifetime vegetarian. Uh, I love that part about me. I especially love that my last name is Butcher. (laughs) And I'm a lifetime vegetarian. Um, I have some funny stories about that, but I'm just going to tell you guys uh, one of them. Uh, Because I'm a lifetime vegetarian, and I was born in the 80s, if I am ever around free food, watch out. If there's food that I am able to eat, I stuff it in my mouth like a hamster. And just take it all home because I'm used to like no food being available for me ever because in the 80s if I was like at school or something it was just like hot dog hot dog sloppy joe sloppy joe hot dog hot dog couldn't eat anything so now whenever I'm around that I'm just like shoving it in my mouth like I'm never gonna get sustenance ever I'm never gonna feel full ever I'm gonna be sick all the time you know that that's how I feel about it so uh, one time when I was in college I went to art school so we would have these fake little art openings in the hallway of the school (laughs) and pretend we were fancy and so we had one and uh, it had the classic like veggie tray with ranch in the middle oh those are my favorite because you get a variety of snacks and there's usually included in there one of my favorite snacks the cherry tomato not a lot. Oh, a couple cherry tomato fans. You were really into it. You were like, yeah. Cherry tomato. That's how I feel about it. Because I think the cherry tomato is the most honest fruit or vegetable you'll ever find. Because they never lie to you. They're always good. And if they're not good, they tell you straight out. Because if it's a not, not a good cherry tomato, it's just like... Bleh. No, 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 leave me. Just leave me. Leave. I can't. I'm not even a tomato anymore. Please. 
It's so much better than carrots because carrots are delicious, but not always, and you can never tell. Because sometimes you'll eat one, you're like, oh my God, this is so good. That's the best egg I've ever eaten. And then you pop one in that looks exactly the same. You're like, that was that I think they grew this in vinegar. Jesus Christ. So we had this art opening, and there's all this food out, and I, like, grabbed a couple cherry tomatoes. Now, at the same time, I was, like, sort of courting a woman uh, that would end up being the first woman I ever dated. Um, So we were, like, hanging out, talking to each other in the hallway. I had these cherry tomatoes. We're, like, talking about cat power or something. (laughs) And I was, like, trying to be really cool and suave and stuff and talking to her. She's also, by the way, like, five foot one or so she's very short i am very incredibly tall so we're talking to each other i'm leaning on this thing and then uh i stupidly decide to pop a cherry tomato in my mouth as we're speaking to each other um so i do so she's talking to me about uh paint or something i pop it in my mouth i it goes right into my molars and then i smash down on it without closing my lips first And so the cherry tomato then exploded all over her face. (laughs) Oh, cherry tomato. You are a saucy minx. I thought you were my friend, but you're not. Put you in my mouth, and then you explode over my future girlfriend. Still working that one out. So it's, I mean, I just didn't nail the dismount. It's totally fine. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. I only have two more jokes for you, and then you guys can go the fuck home, which I feel like you probably want to do now. Um, uh, No, 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 no. I mean in a good way. Go home, watch TV, watch Agent Carter, support women, do all those things. Um, I'm an only child. Many of you might know that. I'm an only child. It was pretty great growing up. Uh, You know, I didn't have to share a lot of things. But uh, I'm realizing as an adult, see, the thing is, when I was a kid, when I would tell somebody I'm an only child, like an adult, when I would tell parents of other kids, oh, oh no, they'd be like, oh, do you have sisters or brothers? I'm like, nope, just me. And they're like, oh, <laughs> only child. <laughs> uh, only one, just one, all you, bet you get everything you want. <laughs> they'd say shit like that to me. And I'd be like, that's weird. I mean, I do, but... <laughs> Why are they so upset about it? (laughs) But now that I'm older, I understand what's behind that because, yes, I got everything I want until this day, which is somebody to help me pick out my mother's casket. (laughs) It's a joke. I'm still working it out. My mom really likes that joke, though. All right, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, The band Tool made some pretty great music, right? It's debatable. But I think their biggest achievement is getting a ton of dudes to walk around in a T-shirt that said Tool on it. Thanks, you guys. I've been Rhea Butcher. And please bring up Cameron Esposito. I'm not sure if this is on. That's Cameron Esposito. You were terrific. Oh, thanks. I, I really that carrot bit is brand carrot new. Bit I really loved it. The brand tomato. I mean, I was jealous of her just being in that situation, <laughs> yeah. getting that all over the face. It sounds nice. Um, 
it's you. Hey, I, I love uh, I love doing the show with Ryan, and I love doing the show with you, and I love uh, this. Sh- uh, thank you to the UCB for having us here for two years, and the show will continue after this. As well. Yeah, you can clap for the UCB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun trying to figure out how to tell jokes with your partner as well, because I think like we're pretty good individually, but we're like amazing together, and I can't wait yeah. to see where this goes. You know how many television shows we get? Probably eight. Probably depending. eight or ten. Eight or ten. Could be ten. I don't know. Half a dozen, six. TLC presents cherry tomatoes on the road. (laughs) Yes, it's gonna be. That actually sounds like one of those shows that Hari was talking about earlier, like an all-female show just called Cherry Tomatoes. (laughs) Cherry Tomato. You gotta wear cherry tomato shoes on your feet. we did a show not too long ago that was called Little Black Little Black Dress. And you got a I just wore black jeans. Yeah, you got a like, she got a booking email that was like, We're expecting you to wear a little black dress. That would have been what if you just imagine it. Oh, what a, but what I really wanted to do is like go to Target and buy a Barbie with a little black dress on and just put it on the microphone while yeah. I was doing up. I'm doing it, doing what you asked for. You motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, I think the final thing that uh, we should leave you guys with as you head out into the world to enjoy the rest of your night is something that I found out today. We refine this out all the time because we both put on just a couple pounds over the holidays. Yeah, just a um, little. Not that much. Like, just a couple cherry tomatoes. Like, don't be stressed out about this. This is just like a normal thing. But one thing that's cool is that we have a scale in our house because we ordered it Amazon. I don't... If, if I was in charge of our house, we would never have toothpaste or toilet paper or anything. <laughs> I'm very minimal in my things that I think to buy, and it's nothing. I don't think to buy anything, and you Just think... a constant borrower. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, we have a comb. We have a comb. Because <laughs> I keep buying them, and I lose them. She puts them all I in her bag. I don't care. You know, that's the problem. I don't care, because it's always just been... I have sisters. You have no siblings, so I've just always yeah. borrowed everything. My I've just always had everything I need. Yeah, no, I, I just... And that's why we're perfect, because I don't have anything I need, because you have it. Um, very tiny and charming and I can just scoot right in there and get it but um, one thing that's really fascinating is that so Rhea's five inches taller than me um, we we always weigh the exact same amount the like to the pound we wear the exact how does it work how does it work and I and it doesn't make me it doesn't make me sad because I'm not I, uh, bummed about it and not like a, I don't like get super I mean but how how we are the always the exact same weight but also I have a much easier time picking you up in a situation yeah. where like you know those situations where you're just like rejoicing or something I'm always the you know picky up guy picker upper and then she goes right through the ceiling because I forget about the extra inches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We have low kind of popcorn ceilings because we live in a shitty apartment. But um, my point is, in <laughs> uh, movie theater popcorn, as I said earlier, super yeah, yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lined super dirty. Movie Bleh. theater popcorn right through, and then she you know eats it as a. And the movie the theater just comes over through. and scrapes yeah, it off the ceiling. And that's what you guys are eating. Yeah, you know, eating. so disgusting because there's a lot of product in that hair. That's you know people ask that question: Do you use product in your hair? Yeah, fucking coarse sweet all too. of it. Are you kidding me? This we is use not all no, of it. Yeah, this is like a five. Product proprietary yeah. blend. Um, <laughs> There's depth in here. I mix it in a small jar from a previous product that I scooped out and washed, and then I kind of squeeze cookie dough. Different thing. It's a yeah. It's a cookie dough. Sort of, there are uh, chips in it. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> we weigh the same amount, but I don't know where. Could be the cookie dough. We can't share clothes, 
that much because really. you have a longer body. But we sometimes do. I steal your clothes. Uh, oh, that's how we share things. <laughs> you never wear my clothes, but I wear your clothes a lot. And then that's my shirt. I think what we. <laughs> just kidding. I you gave it to gave me. it to I me. I know. I just thought it would be funny, <laughs> and it was not. <laughs> It was your shirt, but you gave it to me, and you said it looks better on you, and now in front of all these people. <laughs> it's very true. So. I think, though, honestly, if there's... I mean, it's hard to figure out where it is. I, it could be this side um, that's balancing oh, out yes. yeah. the weight distribution, but I think the other option is that it's my dick. <laughs> like to thank Feral Audio for putting out the podcast. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for coming out to Put Your Hands Together. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Ryan in the booth. We'll Ryan be back next week. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.